If you're on the east coast of Australia this afternoon, chances are you've been sitting in a pool of sweat, maybe with an icy pole melting down your arm or a beer warming in your hand. There is nothing that says Australia quite like a sweltering 30 or 40 degree day with thick humidity on our national holiday. If you're lucky, you might be close to a body of water to dunk yourself or maybe an air conditioning unit you can set to 16. Uh, But if you're renting or working outdoors or homeless, a day like today can be more than just unbearable. It can be deadly. For the past two days, the city of Sydney has been running its first ever mobile cooling hub in collaboration with the University of Sydney and St Vincent's Homeless Health Service. Dr Timothy English is the university's humanitarian settings co-lead for this heat and health research incubator. Welcome to you. Just tell me what this looks like. Is it just a big fridge or is it very spacious? Is it mobile in terms of being on wheels? What does it look like? Okay. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Andy. It looks like a series of marquees, so we provide shade, with a whole lot of fans and uh, spray water bottles. That's that's about it. Um, And yeah, it is mobile in the fact that we can put the marquees up, put them down and they're on wheels, and that's it. So it's um, relatively lo-fi in terms of there's no insulation or, you know, major air conditioning, it's fans. It's sort of low energy use, which is good in itself. How many people did you get through the hub this morning and how do you get the word out to people, particularly homeless folk or people experiencing homelessness who uh, need this service? So, yeah, we had about 50 that that attended and it was a series of people that are experiencing homelessness but also those in social housing as well where they don't have air conditioning and to seek respite, they actually have to leave their apartments to come out. So, that's that's how many we serviced and the idea is that we're providing evaporative cooling. It's so beneficial in these conditions, Uh, just a fan that's directed, pointed directly at you and spraying water on your skin, it evaporates, and that's that's one of the most economical ways of cooling. You must have heard some interesting stories about the people that came through. Uh, what sort of stories uh, did you hear? So a lot of these people experiencing homelessness, they they have a lot of trauma, That's and, and it's intergenerational trauma too. So uh, what you, you hear are some, some things like some people have maybe lost their family in a car accident. You know, they might have been, you know, a lawyer or a doctor and then they've lost their family, they've had something traumatic occur to them So and, and they end up falling apart and getting quite emotional. And so in order then to, to kind of deal with that, some people will turn to substances and, and, and the like and, and they end up on the street or, uh, yeah, so that that's kind of – and in order to get them to the hub, we also have um, the Homeless Health Service at St Vincent's Hospital. Uh, they do, do a lot of outreach to people uh, and we also um, get people in the van and bring them up there too. We've heard in recent years as awareness about the effects of heat waves has uh, permeated our consciousness that the kind of build-up effect of cumulative days of heat can uh, really be the killer. Talk to me about this because this is where people perhaps aren't really aware that, sure, there's been a few hot days in a row, but this is where the, the second or third day is where the danger zone begins. So that's correct, yes. If there's no respite, the temperatures don't drop enough, then what ends up happening is people, 
they can't defend the heat enough. So they also have an increase in cardiovascular strain, their heart rate, their blood pressure goes up. And this is where we could see these cardiovascular diseases, kidney diseases come to a fore and they end up in emergency departments. And this is what kills people also. It's not just the heat stroke and the heat exhaustion that people talk about that you might have heard with marathon runners and, and the like. It's actually when you heat up this much over a number of days you don't your body doesn't get respite from that and so that increase in cardiovascular strain is what ends up causing it can cause heart attacks and stroke uh, and kidney issues and and that's what we see in the emergency departments and over the last decade or two with the increase in, in temperatures across the world uh, we're seeing a huge toll uh, through the hospital system and but also obviously that personal toll as well these sorts of cooling hubs have been employed in other parts of the world. I think in southern Europe during the heat waves there in there last summer. I think also in North America. So these ideas are going to be more and more uh, visible as we enter uh, hotter and hotter climates. Is it something that needs proper coordination from state or federal bodies? Yes, that's correct. We also have, we've mentioned, you mentioned the University of Sydney and, and you've mentioned uh, St Vincent's Hospital, but the City of Sydney also helped fund this uh, project and you need a number of stakeholders. So what we're aiming to do through this uh, pilot that we've done is actually build up some momentum and get these place, uh, these cooling hubs set up in other locations across the uh, nation. And then also what we're doing is developing a blueprint that other services can use. But you're right, it needs a lot of uh, stakeholders involved uh, across government, but also like we have, you know, hospital, local hospital services. And uh, also there's two other universities, Queensland University of Technology and also uh, the University of Technology Sydney too. So it's, it's been a huge collaborative effort. And not only that is when we deploy these cooling hubs and anything where you're deploying something, you want to be talking to the people you're aiming to service. So there's a thing called co-design. And what we do is, is we get people that have a lived experience of homelessness or they're experiencing homelessness and we have four or five of them on our team. Mm. And they're not, it's not just a collaboration. It's actually, they're, they're decision makers too. And some of the things that we've got, the, the decisions we've made based off their insight has been amazing and it's i think it's yeah. really contributed to this uh the the benefit of a it all good opportunity to get some passive contact with some vulnerable communities for other public policy or public health uh issues as well fascinating stuff co-lead for the university of sydney's heat and health research incubator dr timothy english good afternoon to you thank you so much for having me on andy abcrn helps you understand the world find more of our stories on the abc listen app